You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. I want to start with your mother. She she need her ass whooped for having you. Ding dong. You know what? Ding dong. The Samuels is dead. Happy Mother's Day. What a what a good gift to single moms. <laughs> what a good gift to single moms. The same nigga that was calling them leftovers has been left for dead. He not even left over. He left under. Six feet, if you will. I know y'all didn't think I was going to be classy. He wasn't classy when he was living. And let me say this. Let me say this. Even a trash can gets steak at times. Even a bloke, even a broken clock can be right twice a day. Those are my feelings on Cam- Kevin Samuels. Did he have some, some sound points here and there? Yes, but anybody can make a decent point here and there, especially if you're on social media. If you're on Twitter long enough, you can grasp a logical point and then regurgitate it and make it sound good. Oh, Jesus. I but as a whole, as a whole, he 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 had a shitty perspective on a certain demographic of black women, those being um BBWs, big girls, fat black women, whatever you call yourself. And he had an extremely shitty perspective on single single black women over the age of 35 and single black moms. He isolated that demographic. He did it with intention because he said out of his own mouth that when he was constantly critiquing black men, nobody gave a fuck. They didn't listen. Nobody cared. Nobody amped it up. But when he started demeaning, degrading, and downing black women is when he was thrust into social media fame. With intention, he picked the low-hanging fruit. He could have he could have kept working and talking about issues that plague black men within the community, but that wasn't bringing in the notoriety. Meanwhile, he has some health issues. Healthy people don't just drop dead from heart attacks at 56. If health was wealth and he felt like he wanted to dive into health and wellness, why not bring that to your platform in a way that it can be ingested by others. Why not talk about your health struggles? It's rumored, I don't know if it's true, I've never seen this man's medical records, but it's rumored that earlier in his life, in his college days, he battled with cancer and he won, which put him at higher risk for cardiac issues. Why wasn't that a part of your, your platform? There were so many ways he could have got the the good parts of his messages across, but he just kind of, he chose the low hanging fruit in a negative way. And now that's what you'll be remembered for because every article I've read about his passing, they're quoting nasty, vile things that he has said about black women. Meanwhile, you passed away at the age of 56 or 57 from a heart issue. It's rumored that you did not have health insurance. You were subleasing 
an apartment, not even leasing it. You were subleasing it. You were leasing it from the person that was leasing it. You died in the company of a woman you did not know that you picked up from the club and had a one night stand with. By the goodness of God, she was a nurse and tried to do everything she could in her power to save your life. You did not have a next of kin. Your mom wasn't your emergency contact. You was as regular as the rest of us. So what was all this high value talk? You were not a high value man. You were an everyday working man who was who was coming into his own on social media and trying to monetize that. But you were not high value to be saying the things that you were saying, even about black men. I'm going to be honest. His patriarchy was whooping black men's asses. This the same man I was talking about. Instead of worrying about all that mental health, this mental health, that you need to get out, get a job, provide support, do this, do that. All of those, all of that is a product of patriarchy that men work themselves in the ground and don't necessarily focus on the other parts of being a president accounted for a partner, being healthy, wholly healthy, not just financially healthy, but mentally healthy, physically healthy, and so on and so forth. You call black women who were not married leftovers at the age of 35. You made comments about how a black mother shouldn't necessarily believe her daughter if her daughter was to say that the mom's partner made her uncomfortable or sexually assaulted her because kids lie. You have you were far more dangerous with your platform then you were helpful. And that's what I really want people to understand. Yes, a lot of people have good points every now and then. But for the most part, for the majority, you were far more harmful with your platform than helpful. And that's what you'll be remembered for, except for by the uh, the Samuel Knights. That's what I call them, his cheerleaders, the, the niggas who is just so in an uproar that people would dare bring up how vile he was in the living because he's now dead let me say this and put this in your pocket pat it button your pocket up if you got buttons put it in your purse put it in your pocketbook put it in your wallet put it in your book bag put it in your briefcase i don't give a fuck where you put it death does not absolve you from how you behaved in life People can hold you accountable in death. The, the nasty, negative things you did in the living can be talked about when you dead. Don't give me a y'all glad another black man dead. We didn't see this type of energy with DMX. Even in the throes of his addiction, DMX was kind to people. DMX was respectful to people. Did he have his issues with certain people that were really close to his chest? Absolutely. But as a whole, the consensus was that DMX was a very kind person. Biz Marquis, oh, it's a very kind person. Michael K. Williams, very kind person. Even when Nipsey passed, people held him accountable for some of his homophobic rants and things that he said. He was held, it was brought up, it was talked about. When Kobe passed, that situation with that with that woman, 
with that sexual assault case that was brought up that was talked about because it is part of his legacy yeah but did kobe do far more good than he did bad while he was living yeah Even Nipsey Hussle, did Nipsey Hussle do far more far more good for his community than he did bad? Sure. According to people that knew him personally, according to people who just lived in that area and saw him, didn't necessarily have a relationship with him, but saw how he was giving back and feeding back into the community and making things happen for the community. We can't say that about Kevin Samuels. This motherfucker went to his grave on child support. This man went to his grave with three divorces under his belt, but was telling women how they gonna be lonely and they not valued and they worthless and they this, that, and wait, the third. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. He, wait, he was how, divorced how many times? Three. I, mm, mm. Again, he, I would just like to say this, because <laughs> first, first of all, I was not expecting this damn rant by my friend, <laughs> at least not this early. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> second of all, uh, everything that I have, I've said this on Twitter before, and I'll say it again, everything that I have learned about this man has been against my will. Uh, and third, how the fuck? Well, I mean, the answer is the question. He was a grifter. Out of his own mouth, yeah. he was a grifter. Out of his own mouth. He just chose to say whatever the hell that would get him a quick book. And that's out of his own yeah. mouth, so... Died, died in the company of a woman that was that was his old enough, young enough to be his child. Mm. He 57. This woman was 29, 30. Mm. And also, let me sp- speak to this. And friend, you could tell me if I might be hit if I'm hitting the target or if I'm missing a little bit. When you're a single individual and you don't have any kids, if you have a living parent. Typically, that parent is who you put down as your next of kin in the event of an emergency. His yeah. mama says she found out he passed away on the internet like everybody else. What that tells me was there was a strained relationship there. You're, you, assume, yeah. you, yeah, you hadn't been in touch with your mom in so long that you didn't even have her down as an emergency contact. You didn't have her down on executor of a state should anything happen to you. You didn't even have her down as an emergency contact in your cell phone or anything. That yeah. that tells me that there was some form of a strain in that relationship. And if we take it a step further, why you have such disdain for certain demographics of Black women makes absolute sense to me. Mm-hmm. The only missing piece for me is I would like to see what, she's look, what she looks like. If she's a bigger woman, all of the shit he said stemmed from his mommy issues. There was no mention of his father. He could be passed away. He may not know him, maybe divorced, don't know. Nobody other than his mom has come forward as next of kin. There was something strange and estranged and strained in that relationship with your mom. And it, all of the things that you used to talk about and say about certain types of Black women, they make absolute sense knowing that you didn't even have your own mama down as your emergency contact should something happen to you. The only thing I'll say to that is um, mate, probably um, because I don't have my father as my immediate emergency contact, but that's because we live in two totally different cities. 
Uh, right. My my aunt and uncle who I was living with when I moved here to Atlanta, and then I moved out. Like they are my they are my first emergency contact, but that's because hell, them niggas ain't but like ten minutes away from me. Uh, exactly. And my, and my but dad also two hours away. But mm-hmm. but even like, still, yeah, you have next of kin. You have an emergency contact. It is very strange for a single man. To not even have his kids or an ex-wife or a mom or a uncle or aunt, somebody as an emergency contact. That is not normal. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. It's a little I weird. I will say this. Um, I, again, I wasn't expecting you to drag this nigga as the intro to the damn show. <laughs> oh, but um Everything you said, you know, I, I agree. Um, he he was a grifter. Uh, he chose to degrade uh, black people. Uh, obviously, you know, more so black women, but black, like you said, even black men. Like he chose. Um, I think I forget who said it on Twitter. Blame it on my head, not my heart. But uh, being a quote unquote guru on regurgitating capitalism and patriarchy is very profitable in this country. Uh, and he chose to grift and it. <laughs> <laughs> he grifted to his grave, to be honest. Um, but... Grifted to the grave. That might be the show title. <laughs> but I just cannot believe that a nigga in a goddamn bow tie had such a hold on people. I cannot believe. Niggas compared him to Bell Hooks. And, and Niggas Malcolm X. compared him to Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. A nigga and... in a Y'all... bow tie. But see, this why one point Kevin Samuels made that I agree with is people need to quit having babies with people that they can't see sticking around with because you niggas don't have no father figures and role models and this situation shows it. There was nothing there was nothing extraordinary about Kevin Samuels. He was a nigga with a few well-tailored suits and some pocket squares. And some Chelsea boots. Who could speak a, a, a little dignified. In a bow tie. And y'all ran off into the abyss like he did something. Well, he did And my you know thing what? is, <laughs> and the other part I want to say is he talked to all that black community get together this, empowerment that. That shit don't mean nothing if you're not walking the walk. Mm. You actually have to walk the walk with that type of shit. You actually have to beat boots to the ground doing shit. You do. You have to actually be serving the communities you're constantly critiquing and want better for. I'm going to be real with you. He, uh, given the type of nigga he was, he, he, especially being a grifter too, like, you know that nigga can't walk, he couldn't walk around in the hood. You knew he could. Like, I just want to say, if you think that I'm full of shit, go ask about me. Please ask about me. Because London school, the principal moved on to a better opportunity. The school put out a call of notice to parents, faculty, staff, community members for anybody who wanted to be on a uh, advisory committee for hiring a new principal. I took my ass right down to that school to get on that committee to advocate, not just for my kid, but the other kids that go to this school. Because I understand that parents can't always be present and accounted for, especially in this economy. 
parents have to go they have to work i'm sure a lot of parents would love to be involved and get as engaged as possible when it comes to their kids education but if they if they had to if they got to pick between putting food on the table and keeping the roof over the head and going down to the school to be on the advisory committee they're going to pick keeping a roof over their head and food in their kids' mouths. So I'll advocate for our kids, not just my kid, our kids. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I'm on the PTO. I'm trying to foster a STEM program between the, the county we live in and my job. Boots on the ground. I don't just I don't just talk the talk. I put the walk with it. He was not doing that. He had all this shit to say, wasn't creating opportunities. Had 1.4 million subscribers. What opportunities did he create with that? Instead exactly. Of, instead of flowers around the nigga casket, it's just gonna be a line of Chelsea boots. That's it. In bow ties and suits that look like they made out of paper mache. Mm. Um, well. I I don't. It, it's not a celebration for me because in the grand scheme of things, I I feel for his mom. Yeah, that, but I wonder. I, I do. I, I feel for her, but I also wonder: Do she know what type of content? Since she got access to the internet, do she know what type of content her son was putting out and profiting that, off of? That is a good question. I would be interested you know? to know. But her, but finding out she he died on the internet that is fucked up. It is fucked up, and it there needs to be a conversation about people in hospitals and and people who are privy to personal information violating HIPAA and all kind of shit and yeah. violating codes and ethics for yeah. a payday from TMZ or a blog. Yeah. That is Cause, scammy. Cause also the way, that it, the way that it was even reported. Cause that, cause I was like, is the nigga really dead? So yeah, yeah. me too. I was expecting yeah. the nigga to go, get on YouTube and be like, y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then go back to continuing to ignore any and everything he had to say. Right. But you know, this country as a general has a morality problem, especially people who are in position of power. They do the worst shit, like leaking somebody's death information before before any next of kin or family or friends could be located. That's pretty yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it's on par for this this shitty ass country. But with that said, we here. I didn't want to. I didn't want to let a moment go by without clearly, nigga. I know y'all. <laughs> I know, I know people was waiting on me. <laughs> they wanted me to give it, give us that. Y'all wanted that for me. I gave that to you. <laughs> and on yeah, Mother's nigga, Day, nonetheless. Nigga, look at me getting ready. Like, hello, niggas. And here you go. Well, let me tell you about this bitch ass nigga. <laughs> that's how that's what it is. That's how <laughs> but they didn't give me did they, y'all didn't even give me no water in the pregame, y'all. Just like no, I just I just I just Straight from the hip, Lord the move hit me, and I just set it off. <laughs> well, welcome, niggas, to the Ratchet Rambler podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all know who the hell we is. So we we will not be attending Kevin Savage's funeral. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh, no, Ooh, we will not. <laughs> Only if I'm looking for niggas to ride, but they Chelsea boots. <laughs> Oh, Come so up you, off them suede hey, boots, bitch ass nigga. Hey, remember uh <laughs> remember the nigga that stole for how what his name was? Uh what is Tyrone Hanks, remember him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 oh 
<laughs> Remember that one picture where he had his arms back like he was skipping to my that's, that's where a, I'm at with it. There's gonna be a bunch of them niggas at Kevin's funeral <laughs> in a suit. Skip to my suit. That's what the fucking Kobe. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> but we we back. We um gonna be adding Real Housewives of Housewives of Atlanta into the mix. We're gonna have a full lineup. Um, starting next week, we're going to have Real Housewives of Atlanta, Love and Marriage Huntsville, Love and Marriage DC. And I, but I do think the Black Inks are about to get wrapped up. I think they're about to be wrapping up, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, but let's hop into it. Let's, let's get into Black Ink Compton. First things first, KP. Nobody wants to eat tacos while you uh, do a listening party for your fucking mixtape. Nobody want to hear that shit. Nobody oh, want to oh, do. T- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because okay, so again, this is one of these situations where we, uh, you know, we we believe in truth and transparency here on this show. Y'all know us by now. Uh, so I did not watch Black Ink Compton. Uh, I just felt it in my spirit that it wasn't gonna be about shit. Um, and honestly, the, the counterpart of regular Black Ink was more interesting, I felt, than the show. So I skipped out on it. And I told my friend that. And she said, don't worry, you ain't miss shit. And here I go learning <laughs> that this motherfucker got a mixtape. When your nigga says tingle, you're supposed to listen to it. Because, bitch, what? <laughs> Who got a mixtape? KP got a mixtape. He had a listening party. He called it tacos and tattoos listen to me listen to me everybody listen to me i want to be heard listen to me ain't a motherfucker alive that can convince me to get a tattoo while motherfuckers is eating tacos out in the open in the same space and playing a mixtape it is it is not fire it's not jazzy it don't hit like you think it's hidden it sound dumb you are dumb and we have seen you do everything but fucking tattoo on this show, and I'm sick of it. Niggas, okay? thank so, you. Thank you. You doing everything but tattooing. Also, nigga, KP, I want you to know this. I want you to hear this. I want you to seep this into your soul. You are literally just Kyla Pratt boyfriend. Baby, Baby daddy, daddy, whatever the hell. Best. I don't even know if y'all still together. Right. Honestly, if she looked at how you carry on on the show. But anyway, that's literally all you are known for. That's that's what I wanted to get off my chest. Ain't nobody trying trying to hear baby daddy bars from a nigga named KP. Absolutely. We already have have a perpetual baby daddy rapper, and his name is Nevadis. And well, his shit slaps sometimes. Yours don't. So right, exactly. Um, congratulations to Lemire and his wife on you know the arrival of their new baby Sage. Um, That's a I one. like Lemire. I like Lemire. I like Lemire because Lemire has a teachable spirit. On the show, Lemire and Nessie both expressed that they do not want to let their friendship go due to the situation with Nessie dating his best friend. A nigga named he King. wants to sit down. He wants to have a conversation with Nessie. He wants to work, you know, work on 
keeping the friendship going. He he feels like she's valuable as a friend. She feels like he's valuable as a friend. And they are Lemire's the total opposite of KP and Tim. They don't have teachable spirits. They think they know every fucking thing. He don't think he know everything. He's open to listening and hearing people out and you know, shit like that. Yeah. But but you and your wife or fiance, I'm not sure. You and your partner have to stop trying to get Barbie to reconcile with her baby daddy, whose actions have shown repeatedly he is not interested in being in a faithful, committed relationship with Barbie and having a family. I hate when people try to do that. Oh, I used to be out here wild. I used to be, you made some mistakes with your, with your partner, but you actually learned from them. You actually right. did the work to get her back. You actually do the work in the present to have a help, happy, healthy relationship. And when you misstep, you sit down, you listen to what your partner is saying and you adjust. When she said she was overwhelmed and she went through postpartum bad the first time with y'all first child because you were working a lot, what did he do? He, one, did not take extra shit on his plate. He really wanted to open his own shop, but he listened to his partner when she said, now is not the time. We got this new baby coming. Let's focus on this. He wholeheartedly agreed and he stuck by that. Yeah. He was still working, but he didn't put too much on his plate. So he Correct. could be there for her. Barbie's ex is that's not him. He don't seem to want to be with her. He don't seem to want to be faithful. He keep making the same mistakes over and over again or calling them mistakes. He keep violating her repeatedly. Yeah, after you doing it multiple times is not a mistake. That is intentional. You, you have violated her intentionally. You have violated her trust. You made it hard for her to want to be with you and be intimate with you. You made it hard for her to root for you and root for y'all. That's all intentional. Those are not mistakes. Those are things that you do not have to do, but you choose to do them. Mm -hmm. Stop. Y'all stop trying to piece them back together. That man got some work to do on himself. A person that is a a pathological cheater and Mm. liar. That's, that's a reflection of them internally. He needs to do the work internally. He needs to sit down with a professional and figure out why he sabotaged a relationship with a woman that he asked to marry him who gave him a child. Barbie can't fix him. <laughs> and them being together can't fix him. He has I, to fix him. I feel like that is one of them situations where like other people think that they're a good couple, but they don't see the internal uh, turmoil or they do but they just holding on to that fairy tale of y'all can work it out well in order for y'all to happen that takes two people and only one person is even or is is even or has even attempted to try to make do the work to make y'all work so exactly exactly um and finally before we get up out of here because we ain't gonna be here long Kat sits down with the Eric guy who she said was like a little brother. He is an entitled prick. He is an entitled piece of shit. And I said, we said it last week and it bears repeating this week. When somebody says the door is always open. If you want to come back, that is on the basis that you leave out 
in a way that is not harmful and hurtful. How out gracefully. Then when he sat down with Kat, it was me, 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 me. I needed to do this for me. I feel like I wasn't progressing here. I feel like me. I feel like me. I feel like this. I feel like that. Never once considering. And then always bringing it. You said I was like a little brother to you. If somebody shows you that type of love, you reciprocate it. So if you was like, if she, if you was like a little brother to her, she should have been like a big sister to you and the love and respect you have for her and her business should have made you leave in a different way than you did. Now, every time you turn around, you want to pop up because they found somebody to fill your spot. Cause I feel like this is all this is about. He heard that they brought Nessie in the shop to take his spot. Now all of a sudden he trying he won't he won't back in. You don't need to come back in. You don't need to be back in the shop. And I'm not even a huge proponent of always giving a job two weeks notice. But the the relationship that you fostered with Kat and the rest of the artists in the shop, they owe they deserve more than what you gave them leaving out that shop. You was pretty foul, my guy. And I'm glad Kat didn't allow you to guilt trip her, bully her into bringing you back to the shop. You don't need to be there. Go somewhere where you you can learn and grow. That's what I want to say. Go somewhere where you can learn and grow. Or just go somewhere and shut the hell up. Exactly. It fucking exactly. That was it. Let's go to the regular Black Ink. Um... Featuring all the black inks. Whoever slapped C's in the mouth, uh, thank you. This is a different C's than we have seen in all the years that black ink has been on our TV screens. One first things first. I'm glad that C's is not playing favorites with this Lemire, KP, and Tim shit. Yeah. I really well, am. Yeah, I expected that because he he was the one that was trying to get get them to be like, well, more honestly, more so Tim and KP. He was trying to get them like, nigga, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> like this is some petty shit. What the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah, remember, and then, remember that sit down to that hair. He because he asked her. He was like, Lemire, what is your issue with KP and Tim? Lemire was like, nah. He was like, KP, what is your issue with Lemire? And that would, cause, and because C's think that it's foolish. We know that it's foolish. Hell, Lemire knows that it's foolish. The only people that don't know it's foolish is KP and Tim. Yep. He brought down all the, he brought in the Black Ink folks from the different shops, Chicago, Compton. I know Van was there and so on and so forth. And he he got everybody to do a give back project down in Atlanta and discuss what it means to actually buy back the community. Because the artist, I can't remember his name. He's a very legendary artist, but that's what he did. He, he bought a building. The community invested in getting that building fixed up and up the code. And now it's a space for creatives to go create for free. You need somewhere to paint, do that. Want to do your podcast, do that. Want to make music, do that. Want a tattoo, 
I'm sure you can't necessarily tattoo in there unless they got a specific space that's up the code, you know, health codes and shit like that. But he gave the community a space to to do things and not have to pay for it. And it got seized to talking about getting some of these buildings, getting them out of foreclosure, fixing them up and uh, creating spaces for people within the communities to live affordably. Because what we're seeing in this pandemic is all these big ass companies come in and buy up all this property for little or nothing. And then they're charging people four or five times what they should to live in it. And the government is not regulating that. That should be a fucking crime. Mm-hmm. But capitalism. But the mm-hmm. wheels that are turning and seize head of it's bigger than you being able to wear some Gucci shoes or drive a Mercedes truck. It's a, it's a definitely a good idea. I, the only thing is, especially, um, you know, given, you know, the more that we learn and how we honestly have seen, you know, not even just celebrities, but black celebrities, unfortunately, how they move within this capitalist uh, society. The only thing, like, I, I hope that it's more so leaning to leaning in towards something, you know, along the lines of what No Name did um, with her with her community center and not yeah. um, in her library and not in a way of uh, <laughs> what fucking Jay-Z did with the goddamn Barclays Center. Uh, like, that yeah. was that was my only thought, um, because it is a great idea. Um, it, it's absolutely yeah, a Yeah, it is a great idea. And, it uh, sounds like he wants to buy buildings, buy apartment buildings and buildings, rehab them, and then... Let, allow people in the community to live in the live in them affordably yeah or just do you know you know community focused and driven things you know yeah like, you know yep. maybe like a shelter or you know maybe a food bank or something so again yep. it's a great idea i just hope you know i hope it's it, executed more like lebron than like jay-z yes yes that's what exactly. i will say yes. more like the i am school versus barclays where they displaced all these people and push them out and mm-hmm. you know exactly. all of that shit so i yeah. i think it's a, a great idea um i think the black oh he also brought up doing their own conventions i think that's a phenomenal yes. idea yes because they, they have the money no idea they they have the money and they have the talent and the brand and the brand to to have black tattoo conventions featuring black and brown talent yes because i i I don't think the the brown community should be excluded from that because they too are a small demographic of the tattoo industry yeah and you got brown people in black ink so yeah while still being the face black ink you know yeah but i i do think the the focus should be on black and brown tattoo artists business owners and brands in the tattoo industry phenomenal fucking idea i think a black ink tattoo off is a phenomenal idea as well i think them nine mag niggas is gonna blow every um okay so let's everybody get to the, out let, let's get to the root because i was gonna ask okay so who we got because <laughs> i'm I, rocking with nine mag them nine mag niggas will blow a lot of people out except well, in the preview, Kat comes in, but she's a judge and she's not tattooing. Now, yeah. if Kat was coming in and she was going to be tattooing. Yeah, and tattooing. Now, the question is who would she be, to be tattooing for? Now, I'm at Compton. 
she would be well she would be for for enigma i would guess but that's why i think she's coming in as a judge because she's not fully cemented in a nine man brand brand yet which i feel like she will be on this next season of compton because not to be funny but kp lemire and i am can't hold compton by themselves Absolutely. Now that they have fired Star, now that Barbie is gone, Nessie is gone, Lemire is gone, they're doing their own thing. They're very uninteresting to me. Again, I keep saying this and I'll keep saying it. Tim is just a loud nigga that wear bucket hats. Oh, shit. We skipped, a, uh, I skipped the part where the guy who had got out of jail and became an apprentice, he had a really, really dope segment on Compton where he threw a barbecue. His son was there from Vegas. His family was there. And he shared with everybody that he would be off parole in like two weeks and would fully have his freedom back. Good for him. Good for him. He just seemed like a really dope person. I wanted to say that. But um, I'm looking forward to the Nine Mag tattoo off. Um, I the Black Ink tattoo off. Yeah, the Black Ink tattoo off. And I'm interested to see how Ryan and Kat will interact when they are face to face because you know Kat isn't Kat is engaged, had a baby, successful shop, and Ryan is picking all the pieces up from his life. But I feel like he owe Kat a conversation and an actual apology. You have been doing the work, you've been going to therapy, you've had sit-downs with everybody from your baby mama to your mama to your friends to your business associates. You need to sit down and really stand up and take accountability in how you play with Kat's feelings that yeah. led to all of the chaos and calamity. She does right. deserve that much from you because y'all were really good friends. Yeah, y'all were really good friends that decided, you know, to mess around. But And she made her mistakes in that too. But the crux yeah. of it is you, right? The crux of it yeah, is you. Cause you. Yeah, because you were the one in the relationship at, a, at the time. Correct. So, correct. But, but I'm looking nah, forward I, I, to I it. I got a question since we're here. So, like yeah. in 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 all of the Black Inks, including all of them, um, like who you got like for us artists in your like top five? All the Black Inks. Ryan, Cat, Kevin, um, the one chick that she left. They was living in the uh, RV. Um, she was fuck. in New York. Fuck. You know who I'm Melody. talking about? Melody. 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 Melody yes. was cold. Yeah. I like Melody, and I like Crystal. I'm Crystal. glad. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad you said that because I thought I found it funny when they were uh, talking about it, and Rock got his ass up in the in the uh, in the confession of Caesar. Was like, Rock, shut up. Everybody is more fo- more interested in Crystal than you, which is true. <laughs> which is true. Like, nigga, yeah. of the two of you, Crystal is the one with the talent. Now, not as far as, like, being an artist go. Uh, does, uh, well, a uh, singing artist go. Not in that. But as a tattoo artist, she is the she is abs- absolutely more talented than you, Rob. Not saying you trash, but Crystal is better. She's a, good, she's a good tattoo artist. We saw her work last season when they had the tattoo off down in Atlanta. She's a great artist because she actually yeah. won it. So... You yeah, know that's was, my, that's how I feel about that. My top, uh, my top is uh, similar to yours. The only uh, I would switch out uh, Christopher Young Bay. Okay, but, but overall, I I agree I, I agree with your uh, with your picks. 
Honestly, okay. as much as he get on my goddamn nerves, I don't really mention the seeds. Like when season is bad, he can do some good work. Yeah, he ain't I done agree. it in a while. He ain't done it in a while, but he can do some good work. Yeah, I definitely. You know agree. who? You know who ain't nowhere near my top fucking five? KP. No, well, I haven't seen enough of KP's work to even judge it. And in these two seasons, he's done like two tattoos, <laughs> which is a problem. Yeah, so no. Um, that was it for Black Ink. We are gonna stay in Atlanta because the real housewives of Atlanta are back. Yeah. I will I, I want to give Kenya a fair shot this season, but I just spiritually I do not like Kenya more. <laughs> um, somebody on Twitter may again don't remember who as my friends say, charge it to my head, not my heart. But somebody made a good point in that Kenya, it feels like Kenya is cosplaying as the evil villain. Like she knows mm. that it'll keep her peach. So she sticks with it. But I I almost feel like she tries so hard to be the mean girl that she's not really a mean girl. Mm. You know, I can see it. Because that. when she's when the cameras are off, she seems very fucking pleasant. You know, I when feel she did, like... did dancing with the stars, she was pleasant. She was there. She was immersed in it. She was doing what she had to do. Mind you, they don't really get paid for that being celebrities. It goes to like a charity or some shit. Yeah, it's a tax write off. Yeah, uh... it's a tax write off. So I I just feel like maybe mm. she's playing it up a little more. Not saying she's not a bitch. Yeah, I was but I feel, I feel like, like she's, she's playing it up a whole lot to keep that peach. I because see we see it. how quickly they get rid of some of these housewives when they don't have a storyline. Cynthia gone. Yeah. Eva gone. Yeah. Shamaria, Shamir, what's her name? DeVoe? She gone. <laughs> she gonna be on VH1's couple retreat. Wait, what? <laughs> That's you heard me. That's what I said, girl. Her and that nigga gonna be moving them shoulders. <laughs> oh God! Like the hell. But, but honestly, I I feel like I can I can see it because I feel like Kenya had more of a reason to be a bitch like early on, like in the seasons of Atlanta. But now it's like, girl, you damn near fifty. Like you got a ba- you got a child. Like Kenya, like when is enough gonna be enough, girl? So I can see it. I can see it. Like, not saying she completely has turned over a new leaf, but I can see, you know, her, you know, putting on a putting on a face for the cameras. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, absolutely. But as long as we can see that face, girl, Kenya, you you are you a nasty old gal. Mm-hmm. Nasty gal. Speaking so... of Jamaicans, now I have a, I have a question. Hmm. Segway Jones. Um, so the new girl, Sonia. Sonia guy. Four-time Olympic gold medalist. Very accomplished, very accomplished. Not taking nothing from you. But with that said, being that you are accomplished, you again, four-time Olympic gold medalist. Love it. Beautiful. Why the hell are you on this show? I mean, I have no idea. 
Okay, thank you. Other than a check. Because, <laughs> girl, what a the check. Hell? And my thing, like you, and they said it in the episode, you just came from commenting the Olympics, which I mean, who, who other, who, uh, who better to to cover the Olympics than a, a gold Olympic, four time gold Olympic medalist? Wonderful, beautiful gig. Again, why are you on this show? Because <laughs> no shade, but like you have. Well, a I ain't being funny, but but multiple streams of income is multiple streams of income. I guess that's true. That's true. A check, a, a check is a check gonna be had. If anything, yeah. I just yeah, true. what's wrong with you is my <laughs> question. They didn't bring you on this show to be love and light. Yes, they, they brought you here to be so, chaos. So where is the where is the calamity at in your life? I will I want to see it. Yes, because as we can see, Drew still with that man and he cheating on her 86 ways. A nigga it went around. from him. It went from him disappearing and driving to Tampa for three days to him having an in, inappropriate relationship with his assistant. Why do you need an assistant? What do you do? Uh, what does Ralph do? <laughs> I feel like we don't know what the hell Ralph do. This what they second season. Yeah. What the hell does this nigga do? Even Todd got a damn job. Now, granted, yeah. arguably, you could say he got too many damn dogs, but still. <laughs> yeah. Hell, I mean, granted, it's, you know, kind of terrible to say this, but at least we know what Sh- uh, Charade nigga had. He in jail, but we know where he at. What the hell do Ralph do? I don't now, you know. would think, you know, as much as he going about fitness, you would see him being a trainer or we would heal somebody, but like, we don't we don't know what the fuck Ralph do besides cheat. Exactly. So I just exactly. want to know, I'm waiting, like, whatever Sonya got, you know, I, I, speaking of which, I will say this, I'm so tired of this trope um, in Housewives, but also just in life in general. Because here we go with another couple where the man want more kids, but it might be a strain on the wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So many times it's Bravo come up with something else. Andy, I need y'all to get in the writer's room because this is old. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, listen, whatever Sonya and her nigga and their parents, whatever mess they got because like you know like my friend said they don't bring you on these shows to be love and light whatever it is whatever the shit we need it but this trope of you know I, what he said like oh if we don't have more kids it might be a problem that 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 trope is haggard and tired i'm sick of it and also bravo y'all know y'all shady uh drew you ain't lost nobody's 25 pounds in three weeks <laughs> <laughs> to lose that much weight in three weeks, you would ab- you would just not be eating. <laughs> right. And drinking water. That would be your whole diet. Right here. She, Leave she us alone to, with that bullshit. She would have to lock herself in the damn dungeon like uh like Edmund Tully on Game of Thrones. <laughs> that motherfucker was in that day. That motherfucker was in the dungeon for damn no five seasons. That's what the hell Drew would have to do to lose that much weight. Um, I still don't understand what Marlo's business is and how it makes money. You renting 
luxury pieces in a showroom? Okay, Can people rent the pieces that, that you rented? What what exactly are you? What's the purpose? Everybody was confused. Rightfully so, because Marlo, what was the point? Like you did like the food got first of all, the food got done late. Second of all, you didn't have no damn models or in it. Like again, you know it's bad when I agree with Kenya, but I agree with Kenya. Like, what were the models? What was the could people purchase these pieces? Like, could you like the, the like here? Can you say even the mannequins didn't have no goddamn wigs? Like, what was what was the purpose of this other than to just show off shit that you want? That that's all that's what I want to know. Because that that's the energy that I'm getting from that whole situation. Because girl, you um, just did this at the house. If that also was you look like one of them old ass church lady strawberry candies. What was that <laughs> outfit? Why was that there? What, why was you dressed like a laffy taffy? What was that? <laughs> what purpose did that serve you? How did it at, serve at, you? At an event dedicated to fashion, you was dressed terribly. I mean, I'm gonna so just far. be honest. Her episode, her first episode out the gate, having a peach fell flat for me. Like, yeah. yeah, I was totally unimpressed by Marlo, and I, I think this will be the first and last season we see her as a peach holder. I think she will get kicked back to a friend of the show because as of now, it's not giving nothing. And she got really pissy that she found out Kenya and some of the ladies had something to say about the show. But you literally had an event where you was late. There was no food there was no finger food there was no cocktails it wasn't a soda in the house you didn't offer motherfuckers a peppermint you didn't do nothing but show up fucking late looking terrible and still not telling people how you make money from this venture that you're doing and i don't get it and then she gets mad at kenya want to drag kenya and focus a ton of her vitriol on kenya talking about kenya need to get her house pressure washed what the fuck do that got to do with that terrible ass event you put together I mean, if Kenya need to get a, <laughs> if Kenya need to get her a house pressure wash, then Marlo, bitch, you need to get them weird pressure wash. Cause what the fuck was that? Like I just, you did all that work to get them, you did all that work to get them edges pressure washed, and your wig still trash. That's the part that's killing me. I, st- I just really don't understand the what she's got going. It don't make sense to me. Like, I understand consignment shops and people who, you know, uh, people who own designer pieces and you could rent the designer pieces and shit like that. But I don't know what it is that you actually do with all these designer pieces that you keep in this showroom. Because if you don't, because, you know, granted, there was some fashionista people there, you know, there was some, you know, fashion bloggers and designers and stuff there okay i get it yeah but were you selling these back to them like again what was the purpose of this other than to just show off shit you wore which again if that was the case girl you could have did this at the house this could have been brunch yeah that's how it feels to me like what and if somebody hit? need their house pressure wash maybe they should call charade uh felon and have him come down and do it right because <laughs> Shit, he he, he paroled he to Philly, so they still not together together. And she say they ain't fucked. And I don't understand that. Well, let me say this. If y'all ain't fucked, he got out of jail and fucked somebody. It just wasn't you. We don't watch way too much love out the locker for you to play on our facial, right? Listen. Which since we're here. Since okay. we're here. Let's go. <laughs> 
So, Fred, how do we feel about uh, <laughs> she by Sambo coming back? How do we feel about it? She need the money. That's that's what <laughs> yeah, I she, she by money. <laughs> that's what I she she by broke. She need the money. <laughs> she she by <bought> foreclosure. <laughs> 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 Chateau, she broke. <laughs> Chateau, she broke. <laughs> <laughs> she, she bought that decline card. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I it, mean, is it me? But I guess they, look like I guess they. She looked like something, but I don't know. <laughs> I think they just they brought her back because I mean, without a doubt, Sheree is is one of the best bone carriers to ever do it on the Real Housewives franchise. That is true. We can't take that from her, and they need that a good true. bone carrier because they don't have Cynthia anymore. Ain't no Nene. Ain't no Kim. I can't even remember some of the other people that was on. They've, that they've tried to have Candy be the bone carrier for the past two, seasons and she's not good at it at all. At all, she's not good at it. She so, knows. but I don't know. Maybe it's just because I haven't seen her like in a while. But she just didn't look like Sheree. Like she looked. I, mm, I want to be insensitive here, but she just looked old. Because yeah, Sheree, yeah, Sheree ain't never you know looked bad, but it's just I don't know. She just didn't look like Sheree. She she got a felon. She you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Which okay, so I'm not gonna lie. Whatever I need it to get to whatever part because they you know when they did the previews, whichever part it was where Marlo was hugging Sheree and Marlo whispered to Sheree, "Love yourself." Whatever part of the season that is, I need to get there. We need to get there. Cause that shit had me hollering. Cause the whole time I'm thinking, she she telling her to love herself. Cause she fucking with a nigga that's that's consecrated to a damn house of filth. I'm I'm also glad Candy and uh Kenya made fun of Marlo for always talking about when she fucked with a billionaire. Okay, but you ain't now. Uh, right. Leave us alone. Like she damn, she, she, she sounds like one of them weird ass. She sound like one of them weird ass glory days bitches. Back in my day, I was that bitch. Well, now you not. You not back that bitch my, now. Back back in my day, I had a billy. Well, now you broke. Now you got a, a showroom with mannequins in it. And she, said, she said she spent what, what, what four thousand forty thousand or something to rent out that space. How about she gonna get it? She gonna get it back and then somehow. That's all we've been asking. How you gonna get it back? Cause wasn't nobody buying the shit. And it seemed like that was can't buy purpose. some shit that she rented. I just... <laughs> right. So again, I what is the game plan, Marlo? Because if this is how you make your peach debut, then bitch, this shit is rotten. I'm telling you, everybody, when I said she should have stayed a friend of the show, everybody talking about, no, it's been a long time coming. Marlo ain't never had no storyline on on the franchise except for stirring up shit between the other women. 
That's it. And you they, know what? They she tried to get us with that little nephew storyline. That shit fell flat too. Nobody cares. And you, and, and and people that do that that are just there to stir up mess and drama, they have roles. You know what that role is called? Friend of the show. Exactly. Well, that was it for Housewives. We, like I said, we're gonna do it on an episode by episode basis. But it wasn't a, it was not a bad uh, season premiere. I was, was pleasantly surprised. There, there was. We had shit to talk as we just did, and so I appreciate that. Let's move on to Love and Marriage Huntsville. Um, I want to get, I want to shoot straight to the shit. I want to go to that little dinner shit that Kimmy put together. Yeah. And I want to make a few things clear. If you are my friend and you have a friend that I am not friends with and don't fuck with and can't stand in any capacity, know that you're going to have to be comfortable leaving one of us out when you have events. So you need to start rotating the lineup because you're not going to keep putting me in positions to be arguing with bitches that I do not fuck with. And I'm going to hold several people accountable. First things first, I like Stormy. I like Stormy. She shoot from the hip. She come in hot. She ask the hard-hitting questions, and she stay on your motherfucking neck until you answer the question or admit that you full of shit. Friend, 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 friend. It just hit me. You know what Stormy is? Stormy is what Tiffany tried to be when they first got on the show. Yeah, except for I don't even think Stormy want to know their personal business. But once you put your shit out there, she she going to hold you accountable for it. Fair enough. I don't know what Tiffany is. The bitch just can't dress. <laughs> which, is a shame. Say. Which, which is a shame because she fine as hell, but can't dress for shit. Continue. Yeah, she can't dress. Tisha, first of all, how you how you one minute you want to be mild and meek and don't understand why don't nobody like me, and then in the next minute it's uh is is ghetto Barbie. If you got <laughs> something to say, say it to my face. I'm right here. What's up? Let's let's talk. You is not that person, baby, and that's my <laughs> biggest issue with you as a whole, Tisha. You don't know who Tisha is. Tisha is a culmination of everybody that you think what Tisha should be, what everybody think Tisha should be. But you have no idea about who you are as a woman. And it shows. Because that's not even your spirit. Because you've had an opportunity to have that type of energy with Mel several times over and you waited till it was producers there and a bunch of people to hold y'all back to start talking all that hood rat hoorah shit. Like, girl, leave us the fuck alone. Now, to be fair, Mel absolutely deserve that energy. It's just, where has this been? Am I, I mean, a part of me is like, do she deserve that energy? Because if she we do. go back, if we go back to the reunion, or if we go back even to last season, Mel and Tisha had agreed to put their issues behind them and genuinely work on getting back to a place where they could hang out together, be at events together, and support each other. That's what they agreed on. When the block got hot for Tisha, the first thing she did was throw mail under the bus and rehash all their issues. If me and you agree to move past something, and when it's convenient for you, you, you want to bring it up and throw it up and put it in my face, 
you're telling me that you're not interested in having any type of a relationship with me at this point. Because if we going to bury the hatchet and let bygones be bygones, let's do that. Especially when in the reunion, Mel didn't say a single thing to Tisha to warrant her doing that. She really didn't. She, Tisha could have sat there, shut up, and ate her fucking food. So I feel like that's, at that that's point... Fair. That's fair. However, um, that's fair, but at the same time, I still don't feel that Mel is in the, necessarily in the right because, I mean, the same thing applies, like we've been saying to Tisha, the same thing applies to Mel because we've been saying for the longest, like, you can't be you know, um, you know, love and light, but then also being a messy bitch, you got to pick a side or stand up in it. Cause well, yeah, I, I agree with that. But even if you look at why Mel is being as callous as she is with Tisha, you just came at me on the reunion, right? Came in my neck. I didn't do shit to you. I walk up in here, you and my friend having a conversation about me, good, bad, or indifferent, because I don't think Destiny say anything bad about Mel to Tisha. But if you got all this heat on your chest about me still talking about I tried to break up your marriage to which put a pin in that because it looked like your marriage is breaking itself up. <laughs> don't have no conversations about me. If you feel that strongly about me to the point where you would go back on your word when we both agreed we were moving forward and they had been moving forward. I feel like Tisha and Mel had a really good season last season once they decided to move forward. I thought they did. So it's just kind of like I'm Mel is being petty. That's the one thing I need her to admit. You're being petty, but so what? Fuck it. Because Tisha redredged all of it. So it's now it's play ball. That's the only thing I need her to own. If you go, if you gonna be the, if you gonna kick up some bullshit, I'm gonna kick up some too. And fuck it, we kicking shit all over the place now. But I still That's don't fine. understand the purpose of Tisha going back on her word on something they both agreed to do and sincerely do. But she does that with Martel. Let me Marceau. I mean, let me say that Tisha does that with Marceau too. She don't let shit truly be done with. She's going to, she one of those people as Dr. Ish uh, called Lyrica, she's a shapeshifter. <laughs> when somebody is having a good point, she's going to circle the block and bring up some really old shit so that she doesn't have to be accountable for her shit. Like that's the, that's the Tisha way. Now, a few things caught me by surprise in that meeting. One, did the footage ever say that, like, I'm, I don't remember Kiki saying Mel brought up Tisha and Marceau and was talking big shit about them. Maybe they filmed it and they edited it so that we didn't see it. But I don't remember Kiki saying that to Tisha. Only for, and Shout out to Mel for being a real bitch. She called Kiki right then and there. Right then and there. Not after the, the shit was done in that moment. And what did Kiki say? Oh, Stormy brought you up. And then the rest of us just kind of chimed in on the situation regarding Mark Marceau posting the picture of all the guys in Atlanta. 
Stormy say Kiki brought it up. And even when Tisha finds out that Mel did not initiate the conversation regarding her and Marceau, she still didn't apologize. You know, she's, well, I had heard that it was you. Okay, but both women is sitting here blaming each other and your and male name ain't nowhere in it. So where's the apology? You know, I legitimately cannot remember who brought it up. Like all of them chimed in, but I can't remember who brought it up. I, I'm, I have I'm to look at that scene again. I'm almost to rewatch, but I almost yeah. feel like it may have been Stormy that brought it up and everybody, and male asked Kiki, like, do you feel like Tisha and Marceau have had to examine their marriage and where they stand. That's basically what male acts like all the stones that Tisha throw about everybody else's marriage. Have she and Marceau had to examine their own situation? That's what male acts Kiki. Now Kiki should have said, I don't know. I don't be in a marriage like that. I don't, I'm not privy to that information. And even if I was, I'm not, I'm not going to discuss it without her being here. That's what a, that's what they would have did if they had a decent relationship as family. But she leaned into the shit because she's still mad and bitter with, with Tisha for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But both Stormy and Kiki are had never said that Mel brought Tisha and Marceau up. And she still couldn't apologize. Well, that's what I had heard, what you had said. What? Slot mouth asshole. Now, well, now to be fair, uh, that I don't necessarily um, shit. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, she. How how do I say this? Do she need to get the information right? Yes, but at the same time, she cannot be faulted for different people telling her different things when her name shouldn't have been up at the first goddamn place when she wasn't there. Right, which is which is very fair, but she accused Mel of bringing her and Marceau up and dragging them through the mud. From what we saw, it wasn't a drag through the mud. We just all agreed it shouldn't have been a topic of conversation, period. Yeah. But it's a difference. In my opinion, it's a big difference in initiating a conversation about somebody you don't fuck with and merely just joining in the conversation because somebody else brought them up. She didn't have to do. She didn't have to be a part of the conversation. I absolutely agree there. At her party, she could have shut it down. She could have been like, you know, I ain't really feeling Tisha and I don't want to be accused of speaking on her while she's not around. So, you know, I what I will say is posting that picture brought a lot of heat to the other men in the group and that was a bit unfair that's all she had to say but kiki kiki is the issue in that situation but as usual tisha is so scared of her own family that she gonna always lash out at everybody else she can't hold her mama accountable so she lashed out at everybody else can't hold marceau accountable lash out at everybody else can't really hold Kiki accountable, blaming everybody else. She's too scared of her family for me to be talking all this. I'm here now. What's up? Shit. Ain't nothing up. Go see what's up with your husband. Also, Tisha does that shit that I don't like. And it's okay, girl, whatever you say, girl, like girl, much like bitch or nigga, depending on the relationship you have with people, it means different things. Like 
I don't fuck with you. So if I say fuck out of here, nigga. Right? That's going to hit differently if we don't fuck with each other. We friends and not nigga, get the fuck out of here. You nigga, what? Totally different. Same thing with girls. Same thing with sis. Sis can have a negative connotation if depending on the relationship you have with a person. So telling somebody, mm-hmm. calling somebody girl and all kind of child and being condescending, Tisha infamous for that. <clears throat> she infamous like a, for it. I feel like that's a defense mechanism for her when she don't want to deal with the issue and just dismiss it. Yeah. And so I'm I was, really looking I for was, that scene because I'm interested like who brought it up first. I, and <laughs> I like the I was I was very much pleased that Mel had called her a bitch. Made my day. Bitch, I wasn't even talking to you. Oh shit, I might have found it. Continue, friend. Hold on. I might have found it. I wasn't even talking to you. So it's just one of those type of situations. What I do want to address is the weirdness with Destiny. And I think Destiny is being fucking weird because she's fighting for her life to have a storyline on this fucking show. And she does not have one. She don't have a storyline. She can't talk about the circumstances surrounding her divorce. She don't have no love interest. She really don't, she really don't fuck with a lot of girls in the group because she alienated them being aggressive. She alienated herself from Kimmy with the weird chicken shit when she was married. When Kimmy said, I do know he fried good chicken, and she took that to heart. She alienated herself with Tiffany being all weird and aggressive trying to fight her. So yeah, all she now she not cool with Mel, so all she got is Tisha. So she fighting for her life for a storyline. Okay. But I want to say, okay, who started it first? Okay, I'm back. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, who who are you talking about again? Destiny. Destiny being okay, weird a, and aggressive and fighting okay, for a storyline. Okay, put a pin in there. So I just looked at the scene. I just went on owns um YouTube page, and the footage that they had was Stormy talking to Kimmy about it. And then Mel and Kiki came in and she and Stormer brought it up and then Kiki jumped in to chime in. And then Mel did. That's the footage that they got on the own site. Okay. Right now. So so as it stands, Mel didn't go out her way to bring up that conversation. She didn't go out her way to bring up Tisha or Marceau or even the picture. Because I know that picture signifies a very painful time in her life, considering that the goddamn uh, other that the girlfriend was down there for the Atlanta trip. So I know she tries not to talk about that very much at all. What I, like we said, Mel didn't have to join in on the conversation. She could have totally shut it down. Yeah. But blaming uh, her for bringing you up and talking shit on you and your husband and dragging y'all through the mud. That's not what happened in that scene. Yeah. And, and again, on the scene that they got on YouTube, Stormy was talking to Kimmy about it. Then Mel and Kiki came back in the room, and then Stormy kept talking about it, and everybody chimed in. And then Mel and Kiki hopped in, and that's where it took off. Exactly. So Mel, so Mel, Mel and Kiki absolutely participated, but they didn't initiate. Okay. And so. Tisha talking about well you started the you brought my, me no and that my, is incorrect she didn't that that's is incorrect. incorrect she participated and you are wrong she participated she you are wrong Tisha as usual are wrong now back now back to destiny 
you keep asking this girl why she don't want to have a friendship with you and it's starting to piss me off because I feel like you playing dumb for a fucking check <laughs> because in what world now I'm gonna be honest I could forget Atisha shit if I'm male y'all was having a conversation about me it wasn't negative I don't appreciate you having a conversation about me with this woman who just started some shit up with me at this reunion but whatever but the way that destiny would be blocked from contacting me in any fucking capacity after I see her go to my ex-husband's place and then sit down and try to have a conversation with him about your and my friendship issues. And all he does is sit up and dog the fuck out of me. That is why we cannot be friends. Yeah. You are straddling the fucking fence. This the same man who has who for a majority of their marriage was not loving, kind, respectful or faithful to male. What the fuck advice was he going to give you about her when he can't even he wasn't even a good friend to her. He wasn't a good friend. He wasn't a good husband. He wasn't a good partner. He wasn't a good co-parent. He's none of that. To this day, this man still trying to drag her through the mud and make it seem like all she tried to do is keep the kids from him. This motherfucker goes out of his way to plan events for him and the kids on her weekend. And then tell everybody, Mel won't let me see my kids. What what if what did you plan? What did you think was gonna happen with that other than it was gonna be messy and he was gonna start talking shit about her? Because that's all he did. See, I told you, I told you that's how she do people. Cause look, that's how she did me, and that's why we ain't together. See, she don't know all he did was shit talk. What constructive advice did he give you on trying to repair this friendship with Melody? Seeking, seeking constructive criticism from a nigga who can't accept constructive criticism is crazy. Seeking constructive criticism from somebody who can't even get their construction and building license. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> you, can't even constru- you can't even construct your way into that goddamn builder's license exam. That your friend gave you the fucking manual with everything tabbed up. All you got to do is study. I'm almost convinced that Martel can't read. <laughs> You've been working in construction and, and and land development and all this shit for all these years. You should know a lot of that shit like the back of your fucking hand. Just because when you actually out out on those project sites working, you got to do everything to code. My, my tail hold my finger. <laughs> my Martel can read. Like, what the fuck is wrong? What is wrong? But back to Destiny, that alone is why I understand Mel not wanting to be her friend. And Destiny and Martell love to sit up and remind everybody that they've been friends for all these years, long before Mel was in the picture. So, Destiny, why are you crying that Mel fell back? Well, go fucking me. A... <laughs> if you already ain't. Because <laughs> goddamn, shit. Because nah, this is one it. of those situations where you got to pick a side. This man was so cruel to her and you can't, you can't be best friends with both of them. It's a conflict of interest. Yeah. This you, point, yeah. you have shown us that you cannot be unbiased when it comes to them. And even in your issues with Mel, the first thing you did was ran to her ex-husband to paint her in a bad pit, in a bad light. 
never never being accountable for the fact that Mel was upset with you because you were having a conversation about her with somebody that she truly do not fuck with. You left that out. You left out a key piece of the information. And then, well, I can't, people that I'm, I'm friends with still friends with my ex-husband. Your ex-husband didn't have multiple outside babies on you. He didn't have his, his, uh, he didn't have his mistress calling him while y'all filming the show and he talking to her and, and they admitting how much he do for her. And I mean, and also no shade, nobody gives a fuck about your ex We barely give a fuck about you, Jesse. Like, I'm just saying, yeah, exactly. And I'm just sitting here like, you got to be playing done for a check because there's no way that you feel like you a good friend and you don't understand the basic dynamics of being loyal to a friend. Yeah. I mean, the thing, I, I'm I'm more on Mel's side with the Martell thing than the teacher thing because while, yes, I understand good, bad, or different, you shouldn't be talking to somebody that, you know, I don't fuck with and I wholeheartedly agree there. But even Destiny and hell, even Mel herself said, I mean, it wasn't really because what what the fuck was like, oh, she a Scorpio. Like, Mel, you know good and goddamn well that ain't really no shit. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't really nothing to be mad about. That's why I say I want I want Mel to admit that anything revolving around Tisha, you're gonna be petty about because you feel like she violated after you extended her an olive branch. You know what? That part. And you know what? Human nature. That's fair. I can go with that. Stand in that. Yeah, stand in that. Because I too would be petty if we extended each other olive branches and you took the branch and beat me upside my motherfucking head with it. Right. So in that situation, Destiny wasn't weird. But what she is weird about is, like you said, running back to Martell and playing both sides. That that's where I'm with Mel, far as with Destiny. I'm with yeah, I'm with Mel 100. percent And I would, and as the show is airing, I hope that Melody has blocked Destiny on everything. Because you and Martell are so close, you pop up over his house, y'all sitting down, y'all drinking wine, and y'all discussing me negatively but you don't understand why I don't want you around me. And let's be honest, if Mel doesn't hang around with a lot of the cast no more since her and Martell have divorced. She don't really be around the men unless it's for group trips or shit where I'm, I'm pretty sure much like Bravo, you've got to show up for filming even with people you don't fuck with. But as a whole, Mel even said as a whole, when they, whenever they stopped filming, when they wrap filming for a season, she totally isolates herself from everything pertaining to the show. She regroups and gets back to it. And that's not unfair and not unusual. You just spent months filming, letting these cameras into the good, bad, the ugly, and everything else of your life. All these fights with people and arguments and dealing with your finding out your husband got multiple babies with an outside woman in real time after they done filming i absolutely understand the need to want to take a step back from everything pertaining to the show and this wouldn't be the first time a lot of these reality shows that it's rumored that the the cast don't fuck with each other unless they film it atlanta atlanta potomac yep Destiny, you being weird, you being aggressive, and I'm glad Stormy got with your ass. 
because you was doing too much. And Stormy even asked, what what's the what did you say to Tisha that male overheard? Now it's two sides of this coin. Part of me feel like wasn't shit bad said because Mel won't repeat it. But the other part of me feel like Destiny got caught with her hand in a cookie jar because she won't repeat it either. Mm-hmm. What Best was fail. said that neither of y'all refused to repeat? Either it was negative or it wasn't negative, but somebody here lying and neither one of y'all will repeat what was said. Which honestly, Destiny, both... don't play dumb. You knew what was said, what you said to Tisha pertaining to Mel. Yeah, like either, like I said, either it was real bad and, you know, there's more that we don't know or it wasn't really nothing. And both of y'all are playing on our fucking face for this, for a storyline. And I'm I'm annoyed at both of you motherfuckers. That's where I'm at with it at this point. But I, in terms of, like I said, in terms of the Martell shit, if that's your high school friend and y'all been friends for all these years, then let that be your friend. You, he get to keep you in a divorce. He get to keep because let's let's <laughs> like if we being honest, when couples break up and shit like that, people typically in, unless there's kids involved, motherfuckers take their family and friends back. Ain't no more. We we still gonna be in contact even though y'all divorce. People usually go with the person that they've been friends with the longest and the person that introduced them to the group, and they go about their fucking business. That's just what it is. So I like I feel like Destiny is doing a lot for a storyline. Um, I feel like Mel is totally justified and not wanting to have any type of a relationship with Destiny at this point. Cause that shit she did going to Martell house to talk about her issues with Mel. She knew what the result with that would be. She knew it was not going to be anything constructive, positive or anything, but she knew Martell was going to talk shit about Mel and she was going to nod her head and feel justified for being in her feelings. That's it. That's the only reason you went to that man house with that bullshit. Cause he, he still, he's still grieving the loss of the woman he thought would never leave him. Right. Child. This season is messy. It's gonna look gonna get messier. The previews for next week. Wanda is confronting Marceau about being in a hotel with a woman and a picture surfacing. She tells Tisha. Tisha pulls up at black, calls Marceau out to sit in the car to discuss whether it's true or not. The way that it's edited, it looks like Marceau admits to being at some hotel having dinner with somebody that mm. Tisha was unaware of. They didn't say if it was a woman or not. Then we see Tisha crying. Mm. And so something in the milk ain't clean. I also think Tisha's biggest issue with male is that when everything hit the fan about Martel and Tisha was trying to be take little digs here and there, male was online and male said amongst the group that, you know, it would be in Tisha's best interest to be quiet because it's because she knew who Marceau was cheating on her with. I think that's the biggest grudge Tisha is holding with Mel, especially when it looks like there's a lot of truth to it. Mm. All of these can't just be baseless rumors. Where there's smoke, there's what? Fire. Everybody from multiple places, multiple people are not saying this man cheating on his wife if he ain't 
cheating on his wife. And I think it's very, very awkward and concerning that you are going to dinner with people. I don't know if it's a woman or not. I'm not saying that, but you're doing things and not keep communicating and keeping your wife in the loop about it. Even if you was just going to hang with some niggas at a bar that you like in a certain hotel, why would you not tell Tisha that? Mm. Why is your wife having to find out about your whereabouts from other people like your mom? And I agree. And Wanda said in a preview, some to the effects of how long you going to stay and put up with this. So you don't look like, you know, everybody was right about him being unfaithful. Cause if it, cause I think that's really the, cause it, at this point it's like, Tisha just trying to save face. She trying to save face. While failing miserably. But you know, something is not right about that situation. Like yep. I said, in a relationship, that's just basic communication. If Mike called me, be like, yeah, after work, I'm going to go catch a couple beers with my coworkers at such and such and so-and-so place, and I'll be home after that. Okay. But if he don't come home when he normally come home, and I got to find out through the grapevine, let's say I got my mama went to the same little restaurant to get her something to eat and have a drink, and she see him there, and my mama come to him, you know, I seen Mike at, at so-and-so, such-and-such with, with some people I ain't never seen him with. I'm going to have an attitude just solely based on the fact that you could have just simply communicated. So even if he's not cheating, he, something is not right. He don't respect Tisha. That's my biggest issue. He don't seem to respect her. Because a huge part of a healthy relationship is communication. Communication is a form of respect. Some not right though. And I and and too many people, too many people close to Tisha know that Marceau is doing some shit he don't got no business doing. Your own, it looked like her own cousin knows some shit that she shouldn't know. So yeah. some not right. And I'm looking forward to the rest of the season because I really need to know what it is. It's, it's been a long time coming. Yep. So and Love and Marriage DC is coming next week, so y'all be ready. We shall get see. on your pantaloons because we're gonna see Monique in these big ass fake dreads with that little bitty ass head. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see who these couples are that she on with and what they bring into the table. And we're gonna handle that on the base on a case by case, uh, episode by episode situation. Because if it's not given what Huntsville given, it ain't no point in us being invested. Because Huntsville has been given since season one. Correct. So, well, that's it. We'll see. Happy Mother's Day. Yes. Um, yeah, this time next week, our sister in podcasting will be a married woman. So shout out to Brian Collin. Just want to yeah. say a very huge congratulations. Welcome to Williams. We on a countdown. We are very happy for y'all here at the network. And I'm sure our listeners are as well. And yeah. with that said, we about. Yeah.